everyone. Welcome back to Who's There. I'm your host, Allison. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. If you're returning, thank you for coming back. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan. Because most of us are just regular people who like the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason. And here we delve into those reasons. I'm so excited because this week we have the founder of the candle company, Smell of Fear, Jillian, on the podcast. We connected on Instagram and I think her candles are so awesome. She has candles with names like The Overlook and Camp Crystal Lake. She's also a college professor and a lifelong horror fan since she was a toddler. Yes, a toddler, and she tells that story in our conversation. She loves haunted house ghost stories and zombie movies, so we had a ton to talk about and a ton in common. She tells the story about the first time she met her mother-in-law and her mother-in-law's preconceived notions about what a horror fan should would be like, which I think a lot of us can relate to. One last thing before we get into this episode, if you love the show and haven't left us a review yet on iTunes, we'd be so grateful if you could take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our feed wherever you listen to us. Thank you to everyone who's already left us a review. Uh, We really appreciate it as it really helps people find us. I think I've rambled enough, so let's get into my conversation with Jillian. Hey, Jillian, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for being here. Do you want to start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself? Sure. So my name is Jillian. I'm from the lovely um, city of Buffalo, New York, um, born and raised. And um, I am a college professor by day and at night. I am a horror aficionado and creepy candle maker. Awesome. Um, I know you have a whole line of creepy candles. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, so I just, I got into it. I went to a, um, a horror convention and there was this great candle maker there. Um, but they were just very like normal candles. So they were like these beautiful scents, soy candles. I loved them and I bought a bunch of them and I thought, how cool would it be to sort of combine all of these like things and actually make like a horror candle. And I'm so into horror. So then I, I, picked some scents like from um, an Edgar Allan Poe stories. Like that's actually where I got started. So Telltale Heart, Cask of Amontillado, and I grabbed red wine, oak floorboards and all these like creepy things. And that's where I started with mason jars and a double burner on my stove. And it's grown into over a hundred candles. Um, I'm in a bunch of different shops. Uh, my Edgar Allan Poe candles are at the Poe Museum in Richmond, Virginia, which is super exciting. Um, so yeah. That's how it happened. And that's where I'm at. Oh, that's so cool. What are the, what's the most popular scent that you have? Probably, um, you know, it always depends. I always, <laughs> I feel like I had an answer prepared for that. So a question like that, but, um, it always changes, right? Like it depends on the season, depends on what's popular. Um, I can never keep the overlook, um, my Stephen King in, in stock. It's in, it's an amazing smell. I can never keep Camp Crystal Lake. That's another one that's super, super popular. Um, yeah. And, oh, live deliciously. My, uh, uh, witch inspired. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, so first things first, what's your favorite scary movie? So I feel like such a traitor when I answer this question because, um, I love horror, but I really love horror comedy. So my favorite scary movie, because I think it has a little bit of everything is probably Shaun of the Dead. Um, But then I go back into the archives and Return of the Living Dead from 1985, like anything with zombies for me is just like, I know they're, they're played out. I know Walking Dead kind of like was the death toll for the zombie, (laughs) but I still like great stuff is still coming out. So yeah, I, I just, I love, I love, love, love zombie movies. Yeah. Awesome. I do. I do as well. I love like, I think my favorite is probably like 28 days later. Oh my gosh. And didn't that like, it changed zombies so much because with 
the rage zombies, like you can't escape them. Like that's yeah. it. Like if they're fast, like you're done. Like, thanks. Good night. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, you're fucked. Yeah, so. for sure. <laughs> it made zombies scary to me for the first time. So. Yeah. I mean, well, it was all like, they were always scary to me only because of that sort of apocalyptic, like they never had a happy ending. Like it was like, uh, you know, they would either bomb the town or they were going to close in on you or you thought you made it to an island and then they came like, you know, running out of the greenery and you're just like, what the fuck? Like it was over. <laughs> um, but but that definitely took it that one step further. It's like, you don't even have a hope of surviving, yeah. right? Like you're just, okay, thanks. Good night. Just let it, whatever would drip in my eye. Like the one victim in 28 days later, like <laughs> Brendan Gleeson is, okay, thanks. Good night. We'll see you. <laughs> yeah. Over. <laughs> So how did you first fall in love with the horror genre? So it was from my parents. Um, they were huge um, horror fans, true crime fans, and it just sort of like blossomed from there. And so my parents always tell the story that um, they had, I think, rented, uh, was it uh, the first Halloween? And um, they had, you know, put me to bed. I think I was a toddler, maybe a little bit older. And, the, you know, they had settled down to watch it. And um, they all of a sudden heard like rustling on the side of the couch and they look and there's my little blonde head just sitting there watching the carnage. <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> they, they came over and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm doing, watching the movie. And they're like, okay. And so they fast forwarded to the very end and then put me in my high chair and played the end of the movie. Like, you know, whatever was not gross or the last like few minutes. And they're like, okay, what'd you think? I'm like, that wasn't bad. And like, that was it. So like that from there, my love of horror was born. And then um, my parents divorced when I was like 12 and that became like our family tradition. So my brother, my father and I, we would get, we would rent movies, we'd, the Betamax videotapes, we'd go out to Videoport and we would um, rent the movies. And it just became this like family bonding, nostalgic thing for me. And then my, my dad's sister was really into the scary movies. And it was just always something that my family always loved. And it just became this nostalgic, wonderful connection. Um, yeah, that was like, that was it. That was sort of the origin story there. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, uh, we miss, I miss video stores sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, right? Because, you know, you, you would go and you'd have your heart set on that new release and then you'd, yeah. you'd pull that, that thing back and you're like, son of a bitch, they're gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember that so often growing right? up. Right? Oh. So I know before we started recording, you said that you love Stephen King. So I'd love to hear why and what your favorite books are of his as well as movie adaptations. Oh, sure. So my favorite um, Stephen King movie adaptation is actually The Green Mile because that one is one where I read the book and I had this very specific picture in my head, all these pictures. And when I watched the movie, I thought it translated perfectly. It's like Tom Hanks did amazingly well. Everyone that was casted was just, I think Sam Rockwell, that was one of his early um, film roles. And it was just everything that I had pictured was there on the screen. And that happened so infrequently. I'm one of those like book snobs where I'm like, oh, the book is always better than the movie, right? <laughs> so for me, that was just like, that was, hands down, just the best. It was amazing. And my favorite Stephen King books are typically always, I love, um, there's not a lot that I, 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 oh, like I pick his books up and they're the ones I can't put down, but I love his um, short story anthologies. Those are always my favorite. These like kind of quick hits of all these different types of horror that he, that he visits and those anthologies. I just, I, I eat them up. Awesome. What did you think of the, uh, the recent adaptation of it in the last few years? I really enjoyed the first part. 
I thought the first part was pretty um, was pretty intense. Um, I thought that um, Skarsgård did a really great job, even though I'm very I've got a special place in my heart for the Tim Curry uh, Pennywise from the uh, miniseries back in the day. Um, but yeah, I thought the first one was really good and I thought it was frightening and it had some really good scares. And then for whatever reason, the second one just lost me a little bit. And I don't know if it was just the lack of continuity in the filming. Um, I don't know if it almost like, and it's funny cause I love horror comedy, but it almost felt like it went too funny. And like Bill Hader is like, I will, you know, I'll watch him read a dictionary. Like, I think he's amazing, but, um, for whatever reason, the second one just lost me a little bit. I don't know. What did you think? Um, I loved both of them. I okay. actually really did love the second one because I loved Bill Hader so much. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't, I expected I don't, to. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I've been hearing a lot lately. Everyone's like, I really love part one, but part two is just, most people say it's too long. Um, I could have sat there for another hour. Personally. Oh yeah. I mean, like I, yeah. <laughs> Length never really, especially if it's like a story that draws me in, that was the one complaint I would not have about it. I mean, I, if it was a good story, I could have sat there. So it never felt like it was dragging or kind of weird. The only thing, it just kind of took me out of, you know, bits and pieces of it. And I don't know, I, the only thing I could think was just like too much humor. But like, again, Bill Hader on his own, like I would watch him paint a house and just like tell a joke occasionally because I just think he's amazing. He's so great. Um, I had no idea he was like such a good dramatic actor before. I he saw really that. is. There's a great movie. Oh, I'm not going to think of the name of it right. The Skeleton Twins with um, Kristen Wiig. Uh, it's an independent film from probably like 10 years ago now. Like that is where like you saw his dramatic like holy shit this guy's got some chops like he's not just funny he doesn't just do a great Al Pacino like he just he's an excellent actor oh awesome I'll have to I'll have to check that out at some yeah. point um so why do you think people who seem perfectly sane love the horror genre <laughs> that is the best question ever um and it's so funny because I always get that weird reaction like my um my mother-in-law when I first got together with my uh significant other she was like you know, um, yeah, I always thought, you know, the people that loved horror were really, you know, fucked up, but you're really fantastic. Wow. And like, she was genuinely surprised. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. I think we come, we come to it from a bunch of different places. So it's like, for me, it's that nostalgia factor. And um, for, for me too, I also have a lot of anxiety and I'm like afraid of everything, like in real life, like for sure, like ridiculous stuff. And with horror, it's like something that I can control. Like I know no matter what, no matter how, you know, scary it might be or how brutal the story might be, I know at the end of it, it's over. It was a film, it was acting, it was an amazing story. And I can like, you know, turn off my computer or turn off the streaming service or do or close my book and just be like, all right, now let's get back to the real horror of, you know, stupid shit that scares me in real life. Like it's just that, that's those scares that I can control. And, and two, and the, the um, social commentary, I feel like horror is an amazing social commentary because the type of horror that becomes popular is typically what we as a society are afraid of. And I kind of love that reflection and like looking at it. And I, I don't think enough people realize that and like appreciate that. Oh yeah. No, I've never heard anyone say that. And that's a really good point. So that's really yeah. interesting. Um, speaking of anxiety, I also deal with anxiety. And my friend last night, I was talking to him and he's like, oh yeah, Bill Hader said that about anxiety once. And he sent me this uh, link to this video where Bill Hader talked about how he started to, you know, deal with his anxiety. And I was like, yeah. oh, 
I've seen that. And I think that's another reason why I love him so much yeah. because it's like when you watch him on stage and you watch him on film, you think this guy doesn't have a care in the world. He's the most talented dude. Like this is amazing. But to hear him talk like that is just like, it was so cool. It was, it was yeah. really, it was, I don't know, made it feel a little bit more normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so does your significant other like horror movies? Nope. No, he does not. No. And he's, he's so sweet and so wonderful. And he, um, he will tolerate them with me. And like when I'm, you know, that's always my, my go-to. So it's like series that I want to watch documentaries. I love true crime. Like that's always my go-to. And he is very, you know, you know, what's on the docket tonight, hon? And, you know, he'll sit in his, he'll sit in his chair and I'll be, you know, I'll sit in, in my space and, um, you know, he'll, he's, he's just very sweet about, oh, this one's got a really good story. I like this one. Like, I really get this one. This one's fun. Although we did watch one the other night and he was like, what the fuck are you doing to me? Like, he was not a fan at all. Which one was it? Uh, Hunter Hunter. Oh, I've heard of that. I haven't watched it though. Yeah, I got, so my, my little brother and I are both like horror aficionados and he, um, he, he likes ones that are a bit more dark and disturbing. So it's like, you know, he, the darker, like he's made it all the way through human centipede, like one, two, is there three yet? I don't know. I can't human centipede for me. I'm just like, no. (laughs) Um, so the darker, the better. So he actually recommended it. And I always kind of have to say, okay, can I like, are you sure? Like, is it going to be all right? And he was like, oh yeah. And he's like, you know, it's a, and I said, is it a werewolf movie? And he goes, you know, and that was it. And I'm just like, oh, and so I watched it and I was just, I had to call him and say, yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot for that one, Derek. Cause it was definitely, it was good though. I I, I enjoyed it. So I would recommend Hunter Hunter. Okay, cool. I'll put that on the list as well. Um, What's your favorite true crime series that you've watched recently? Oh, goodness gracious. Um, What's the, I, I recently watched um, that I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I watched that, that as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. That was a very difficult watch. Yeah. Um, Alice is right around the same age as my daughter. And I'm a huge fan of Patton Oswalt. And I was just like, that was a tough one. That was a really like hard one to get through. Um, but then I also watched the, um, the recent one about the, oh, what's his cheeks? Ramirez, uh, Richard Ramirez. Uh, I can't think of the name of it, but it was like recently, like it was sort of like um, touted as being a little controversial because like the, the, the graphic like depictions were like so brutal. Um, The Night Stalker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought that it was very good because I do think that it did um, give a focus to the victims and like their stories, which I think is sometimes sorely lacking in a lot of uh, true crime. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you have a daughter. Do you watch horror movies with your kids? No, she's not a fan. She's, she's not a fan. I've been trying and and trying, but I think I kind of pushed it a little bit too much. Like I, um, I took her on the tower of terror at uh, Disney when she was six, seven, maybe. And she's never forgiven me for that. And I think I kind of like every step I take, I feel like it's 10 steps back because she's just like, yeah, no, no, thanks. Yeah, no, no, thanks. But I'm going to keep trying. We'll see. (laughs) 
um i mean yeah no kid wants to do what their parents think is cool so yeah exactly you know so that's kind of why i've got my tattoos i've got my piercings my purple hair so then you know she's going to end up being this like you know straight laced no <laughs> tattoos and everything <laughs> so we'll see we'll see if my my nefarious plan worked no, I would, do, you have, I, I, do you have any hard tattoos um, so I have, um, not, not necessarily like sort of, so I've got a Raven and a typewriter and then I've got a bat, um, and, uh, a big dragon that I did, uh, in the early aughts that I definitely need to have redone. So. <laughs> cool. Um, who are your favorite horror directors? Um, I really like Ari Aster. Um, his stuff is just pretty, uh, I was just saying to a friend that it like it gets under your skin. So it's like it was funny. There was all that hype about hereditary. It's scariest movie ever, worse than Exorcist. Holy shit, you're gonna pee yourself like amazing. And I watched it and I remember kind of sitting there going, Yeah, okay, that was pretty disturbing. Like that piano wire, like that's some shit right there. Like it was definitely, but I wasn't like, you know, jump out of your skin, jump scare, like freaking out. But when I went to bed that night and kind of thought about it more. I was like, that was really, really disturbing. Like everything in that film was just really, really, and the same thing sort of with Midsommar. It's just like, he does these ones that get under your skin. Yeah, um, I love I love his movies. They leave you feeling terrible. Yeah, like really gross. Like you're just absolutely done. And then um, the same, like Jordan Peele, he's also another favorite. And I was a big fan of Key and Peele and didn't realize how dark that comedy series was until watching his films and then kind of going back and rewatching and it was like oh my god like this is where all those seeds were planted because some of that was just like this is not comedy like this is for us <laughs> oh okay I will have to go back and watch some of them because I've never watched any Key and Peele stuff so. yeah I had just kind of, when it first came out I was kind of like oh you know I like Dave Chappelle and I like all the different comedy series that are on you know um I like Dave Attell I like everybody that was on Comedy Central and I was like really into all the different series at the time and I thought let's try Key and Peele and I just sort of watched it but I really didn't appreciate it again until that rewatch and I was like wow this is some really dark humor I love it <laughs> what did you think of Us? I liked us. It, um, I didn't like it as much as get out. Um, but I definitely thought that it made you think, and I guess it could be looked at in a bunch of different ways. Um, the acting in it was just ridiculously amazing. And it was, and the soundtrack that I got five on it that he did. And like, you would never think of that as being eerie. And now I hear that song and I'm like, Ooh, like it's definitely, <laughs> what did you, what did you think of it? Oh, I loved it. I agree that there are, it's much vaguer than get out, get out. You can like you you know what they're saying but in us there are so many different ways to read everything so I really I loved it for that reason and Lupita Nyong'o is amazing um so did you I, see the zombie uh comedy that she did recently was it Little Monsters yeah did you see that one I tried watching it but I don't really like kids so it just started <laughs> annoying me really quickly I need to go back and give it another try but, but... So many of get eaten during the the movie so you think you'd be like you know I can handle this because it's so many <laughs> yeah I just started it and it's just like all little kids and I'm like I maybe I just wasn't in the right headspace no I I hear you and, and until I had my daughter I was definitely in the same spot and still for the most part she's my favorite and I can deal <laughs> um so last year an article came out that said that horror fans were handling lockdown better than non-horror fans why do you think that is Oh, uh, wow. Um, we do better in our heads than other people. I don't know. Like there's, um, what was that movie that, uh, 
What was that one that came out way at the beginning of the lockdown? The one that was like literally, was it? Post? Yes. So I think that's why. That's why we all did so well. Because clearly we already had these ideas. We knew how shit could go south. And we were just like, we're prepared. Like, we've got this. We've watched all the zombie movies. We know what an apocalypse looks like. We know how much toilet paper to buy. We know it's got to go in the, like, I think we were just like prepared. (laughs) Yeah. So what do you think? Do you think that like we did better than than some? Yeah. I mean, I think because we love to stay home and watch movies, we have a great collection and you know, we watch all this dark shit all day. So yeah, it's like, this isn't like, seriously, like I've already watched this movie. Like here, let me, I'll go into my archives and tell you what this looks just like. (laughs) There's no one at my door trying to kill me. And there are no zombies. I just have to stay home. Yeah. That's all I got to do and watch scary movies. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sign me up. Um, uh, so what was your favorite horror movie of 2020 and what is your favorite horror movie so far of 2021? Oh gosh. Um, so my favorite of 2020 would have to be host, right? Because yeah. it just like captured like um, that, that small budget and it had like amazing jump scares and like the, the, you know, watch it on your laptop. So you really like, you know, shit yourself. Like that was like, I thought the best kind of, I thought that host was just fantastic. Um, and then as far as 2021, gosh, I feel like I've still spent so much time catching up on movies. So I, guess I don't really know. I mean, Hunter Hunter is the most recent one I think I've watched. I watched the movie about the possessed jeans on Shutter. Oh, Slacks. Yeah, I just watched I haven't that seen one. that. I heard it's really good. It's so silly. Like I just watched that one last night. That was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I guess I'm trying to think like my years and months and dates and times are all mixed up. So trying to discern what was 2020 and what's actually 2021, I guess I don't really know. Um, but yeah, I guess the host, uh, and then maybe we'll leave 2021 to be, to be okay. determined. I'm not quite sure yet. <laughs> That's fair. Um, have you seen Promising Young Woman yet? I have not, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. Have you? Yes, I did. And it's, it's really hard to watch as a woman, but it's yeah. also really good. The ending okay. is really hard, but it's, you know, I think it kind of makes sense. So yeah, I would definitely recommend that. I, um, I'm interested in watching it. I was reading an article of review about something else and um, gave a huge spoiler for that and didn't oh. do spoiler. So I think I know the ending, but I won't okay. say anything, you know, in case yeah. it is like a real, but it's like, really? So, but yeah, I'm definitely, <sighs> um, I think that would be a very difficult one to watch though. Like, especially if you do have any sort of past trauma like that. Yeah. So I think I've kind of, it's on the back burner. I'm definitely really interested, but would you consider that horror or would you consider that more like that thriller sort of drama? Um, I think for women, it's a horror movie, mm-hmm. horror thriller. For sure. Uh, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll put it on my list. Yeah. Uh, backing up a little bit, uh, what did you think of Mike Flanagan's adaptation of Gerald's Game, since you love Stephen King? That is such a disturbing story. And the fact that like you can capture a dick loving on film is just really something. And I, I don't, I have a hard time finding fault with anything that he does. I just find him to be, um, I loved his The Haunting of Hill House. Um, and like that cast of actors and actresses that he sticks with are just like, they all have such amazing rapport. Um, definitely very disturbing. That's another one that's difficult for me just because, um, you know, my own kind of, 
uh, my history, when I watch one, you know, films like that, I do, I find those horrific. Like I, to me, those are more scary than like, yeah. you know, a haunted house or something else. But yeah, I mean, he just, um, I think, you know, so many directors for so many years had a really hard time adapting Stephen King to the screen. And I do think that Mike Flanagan, um, I think he did knock that one out of the park. Yeah, definitely. So I see that you have a lot of memorabilia on the shelves behind you. What are your favorite pieces that you have? Um, so, oh gosh. Well, I love all my books, obviously. Um, but I got to meet um, David Naughton from um, American Werewolf in London. I think he was probably like my first like movie star crush when I was a kid back in the day and he did the Dr. Pepper commercials. I'm like, oh, wow. He's, he's, wow. I'm feeling some things. I thought he was amazing. And um, he recently came to Buffalo and did like a horror movie night where they did a showing of the movie and then a Q and A after, and then like a signing. And I got to meet him and he was so genuine and so kind and so one like he genuinely enjoyed meeting the fans and like I've met some other you know folks in the horror industry that you can kind of tell are they're not quite they're a little they're they're a little done with like the the convention circuit you know what I mean yeah. but with David Naughton <clears throat> he was just so amazing and so kind and uh yeah so that's probably my favorite piece of memorabilia he signed it and it was to Jillian beware the moon David and it's just like oh, <laughs> oh that's so cool yeah oh. Um, so million dollar question, how do you decide what to watch when you're looking for a horror movie to watch? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I ask myself that question every time I sit down and look for a horror movie to watch. You know, one of my favorite functions on streaming TV <clears throat> is on, uh, do you have Shutter? Yes. You, you can turn on and just do Shutter TV. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's, that's probably one of my favorite things because a lot of the horror that I watched, especially growing up was on like different channel TV with the commercials and like, you'd catch it like, you know, three quarters of the way through and you'd like do the end or whatever. So if you just go to shutter TV, there's the three, it's like, um, featured horrors and then, uh, psychological thrillers and then slashics. So all their slasher classics and you can pick one of those categories and it'll tell you what you're watching. Like it just, you, you click on it and there it is. So it's like, I've been doing that a lot lately. Cause I definitely have like pandemic brain. And sometimes I don't always want to think about it. I've got my list of like, you know, movies and series and things, but like sometimes by the time I sit at the end of the night, I'm just like, Oh, whatever shutter, you tell me what I'm doing. And I just do the shutter TV. And then I, that's how I ended up watching slacks. So. Oh, super cool. I don't yeah. see, I have a Samsung TV. I don't think we have sh like, there's no shutter app. So that's oh. that I might need to get shutter through Amazon. But that's what we do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I have the app. So then you just go right to shutter TV and yeah, it's just, it's, it's the most, it's like so nostalgic and it's just it's a lot of, it's, it's great. I, I watch things that I might never have watched before. So awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so back when we were all packing into crowded movie theaters, did you ever have a noteworthy experience seeing a horror movie in theaters? Yes, but it wasn't a good one. So it was, um, <laughs> so again, my, my brother and I, like at this point, it's very tough to scare us. Right. So it's like the best jump scares. We kind of look at each other and we're like, oh, that's adorable. Like we don't, you know, we really don't get scared. And so that's what I always look for when I go. And he and I went to go see The Conjuring together. And um, in the commercial for the movie, in the trailer, they gave away the best jump scare in the movie. So we're sitting there and 
you know, watching this awesome movie, which I still love the movie, but so we're watching it and it's the one, you know, the, 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 the matches or the lighter and then the clap and then it goes out and the, you know, that, that big jump scare, the whole theater did the gasp and jump and, you know, like this amazing reaction. And Derek and I look at each other and we're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like if I hadn't watched the trailers, like, cause I'm this, you know, I I'm addicted to the trailers and coming soon and all that. It's like, if I hadn't have seen that, it's like, why did they, why did they put that in the trailer? So I guess that would be my most memorable. It's that like, I wanted that scare and I wanted to be able to feel what everybody else was feeling. And it was like, son of a bitch. It just didn't happen. Uh, trailers are so frustrating sometimes. I remember when the Pet Cemetery remake trailer came out and they gave away that they switched which child they killed. Mm-hmm. So everyone was pissed about that. I had never seen it before, so I didn't know. But my friends who were fans of the original were like, that was not cool. Yeah. And that like put me off from the film. It's like, especially because I have a daughter. I mean, so for me, like I haven't even watched the remake yet. I'm a huge fan of the original, but it's I still have not gone back in for the remake. It's not very good. All right. Good to know. I'll take it off my list. <laughs> yeah, take it off your list. It's not very good at all. All right. So you said um, that it takes a lot to scare you. So what mm-hmm. would you say is the scariest movie that you've ever seen? So um, it's in, it, it doesn't hit the same now, I don't think, but the exorcist, like that was the first one that really, really like scared the shit out of me. Um, and like you replay it and have nightmares about it. Um, yeah, the exorcist really got me. Um, night of the creeps, uh, watched way, way back in the day at the drive-in scared the bejesus out of me. And the last really good scare that I can remember having was the ring, the closet scene. Yeah. That, so that for me, the last time I remember being scared at a theater was probably the ring. Wow. So it's, it's been a, it's been a hot minute since you've been scared in a theater. Yeah. And even, yeah. And I don't, and it's funny like, again, I'll be sitting with my, my significant other and he'll, he'll just be like, oh, that gave me the chills or like, oh my God, like, oh, and he'll, he'll jump and I'm looking over at him. And I'm just like, why not me? <laughs> like, I want to be scared like that, but for, I'm just, you know, you watch some, and I still love it. It's still my favorite, but it's like, yeah, it doesn't, I, I don't really get scared. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I remember seeing, I saw the ring twice in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and that scene just got everyone in the theater both times. Yeah. So. yeah even still, like, I still yeah. see like that face or like, you know, stills of it. And I'm like, Oh no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so have you started going back to the movies yet? Not yet. We've been super, super cautious. Um, I haven't gone to the movies. I haven't gone back to a restaurant yet. So I know I'm probably being a little bit more cautious than most, but um, I think until uh, my daughter's able to be vaccinated, I think we'll start maybe venturing out just a bit more. Um, okay. But yeah, not yet. We're just doing everything has been basically um, in my living room, which I'm so gosh darn sick of, but yeah. <laughs> Better safe than sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So a number of movies were postponed from being released last year because mm-hmm. of COVID. Which one are you most looking forward to seeing this year? Oh, I was just thinking about this. Um, I want, oh, The Devil Made Me Do It. Is it The New Conjuring? The Conjuring 3? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they've done a really cool job because I like how they pull kind of like the historic aspects of the Warrens and like those kind of true crime stories. in. I think they do a really cool job with it. I'm hoping they stay away from some of the CGI 
that the conjuring two got into because for me that takes me out of it like a lot but yeah i think then i think i'm excited about the new conjuring and i'm really curious to see i've gotten away from the saw franchise um i loved the first one and i think the second one but then i kind of like i don't even know where they're at you know as far as how many there are or anything but i'm really eager to see what the the brand new version does with chris rock and kind of like a reboot but same universe like however that's gonna work so yeah i would say the new saw and the new conjuring awesome um yeah i'm very intrigued by the new saw movie yeah but i've only seen the first one and it that was probably one of the most uh one of the scariest movies i've ever seen it was the only movie to ever give me nightmares and i didn't go back to the other ones oh that's but, fair yeah yeah so. it was like the the surprise at the end and it was just so yeah. shocking yeah but yeah. it was really it was the methods that everyone was killed in that mm-hmm. that got me Oh yeah. And it just gets worse and more brutal because then it kind of ventures into that sort of torture porn territory. And for me, that's never really been like, for me, I don't want horror to be sort of a test of endurance. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm already into enough true crime and enough of that shit happens like in real life, like not quite so extreme, but it's like, I, you know, the hostels, the saws, the, the Serbian film, like for me, I'm kind of like, I get it. And if that's your bag, awesome. But for me, I just, I have to that's where I, that's my horror line, right? Yeah. Is like that torture porn stuff. I agree completely. Um, I had a friend recently ask me, he was like, where can I uh, see a Serbian film? Cause I can't find it online anywhere. And I asked some of my horror movie friends who've seen way more than I have. And they're like, no, just don't. <laughs> and I told my yeah. friend, he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, that's, that's just a step too far. And like, you know, whatever the filmmaker's trying to do. All right, cool. And if that, again, that's your jam awesome enjoy it love it revel in it for me i'm gonna hang out over here with like my haunted house movies and shot the dead (laughs) speaking of terrible cgi did you ever see uh the fourth final destination movie i didn't Ah. no those scare those i find the concept very frightening and i still won't get behind a truck that's got logs or a ladder or planks or (laughs) anything that could potentially come at my face like i won't do it yeah um Definitely everyone that comes on here and we talk about Final Destination, they're like, no logs, no, no logs. logs. Uh-uh. I don't even like it when there's like the, um, the truck of cars, like yeah. that's going to the dealership. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to, I'm switching lanes. Thanks. I'm getting I'm, <laughs> my exits right here. <laughs> I've seen this movie. I know how this can end. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> um, are there any horror movies that you love that people generally don't like, or do you hold any unpopular horror movie opinions? Um... Hmm. I don't, I mean, there are a lot of fans of the torture porn genre and I feel almost like I'm, you know, doing a disservice to like other, other horror, like to say, even like say anything sort of negative. Like I don't like, um, like the home invasion genre. Like, um, I like the concept of the purge movies and I enjoyed the first one, but it's like, I guess the only thing I do, I'm not a fan of reboots and I'm not really a big fan of like sequel after sequel after sequel. Like, um, so, and I know people get like, you know, Jason and Freddie and like, we get so invested in these characters and we really love them. And I, I, I did enjoy those, but like, um, when it just, yeah, I, I guess, um, I guess the, the, the overuse of sequel and then to like the rebooting, like, weren't they supposed to redo on um, the exorcist? I think I'd maybe heard something about that. Yeah. And I feel like for me, that was one of the scariest movies ever. And so for them to redo sort of that classic, it's like, well, come up with something new at this point. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't, 
I don't, and like, I didn't like the child's play reboot. I was like, that like he wasn't scary. He just looked weird. He was like little conservative redhead guy. Like it was just very odd. He just looked really bizarre. Right. And like, yeah, I didn't. And I, they completely took the backstory away. So I guess for me, and I don't know if it's a popular or unpopular opinion, but just no more reboots and like you, you squeeze a few good sequels out. Awesome. But at some point you got to kind of wrap it up. <laughs> Agreed. So this next question might not apply to you, but if you could remake one horror movie, which one would it be? Oh, <laughs> that was a segue. Um, <laughs> so if I could remake one. Um, gosh, I feel like they've already remade like every, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know that I would. I think, you know, what's out there is awesome. And they've already redone so many to, eh, you know, sort of results that um, I would prefer like leave what's original, original. And if it worked, awesome. I'm trying, I'll probably, you know, we'll, uh, we'll get off the call and I'll be like, oh, there was this one, you know, this, this great concept didn't work out movie, but right now, yeah, I just, you know, leave it alone and come up with something new. Awesome. Uh, so my last question is if you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, oh. Hannibal Lecter would be fascinating to talk to. He's probably got some great stories and you'd come out of it very, very educated, but he would definitely have to stay on his side of the house and I'd stay on mine just in case he gets a little hungry. You know what I'm saying? Like just, I think he'd be cool to chill with Clarice Starling style. Like you just, you got that plexiglass divider. Hey, uh, but yeah, I don't know that I want to cuddle, but I think, he'd be, I think he'd make interesting company. Definitely. I've heard other people that have come on say that they, they would be fine with him because they would just make sure not to annoy him. And apparently he only kills you, you annoy him. So. Yeah, I can, uh, I'm I'm a Virgo. I can be a little uh, a little difficult to be around. So let's keep him <laughs> on the other side of the plexiglass. <laughs> totally understandable. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was a lot of fun. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Oh yeah. So I'm on Instagram, um, the Smell of Fear. I'm on. Um, I've got a website, thesmellofear.com. Um, that's about it right now. Uh, I kind of dabble in some other ones, but those are the big ones. If you wanna if you wanna check my stuff out. Awesome. Yeah. Go check out her candles. Um, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a great night. That's it for this week's episode of Who's There. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jillian. And thanks again to Jillian for coming on. You can find links to her company, Smell of Fear, in the show notes. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at Who's There Pod or on Instagram at Who's There Podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, horror movie recommendations, or you'd like to be a guest, you can email us at hello at Who's Until next time, stay scary and wear a mask. <laughs>